Good morning, Open Eye. I'm so great to be able to speak to you today. I'm excited to preach to you on Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you've got your Bibles on your phones or paper, turn with me there. Of course, the scripture is going to be on the screen. And it begins, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. What does that mean? It means don't think like the world thinks. Don't act like the world acts. Don't behave like the world behaves. But... Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Today I want to speak to you on the title, The Battle of the Mind. The Battle of the Mind. You know, most of life's battles that we all face at different times, at different seasons, are oftentimes a battle of the mind. You know what, this Sunday is very special because... It is Pentecost Sunday. It is the Sunday that we celebrate when, when the Lord sent the Holy Spirit, the gift, the guide, the direction to the church, to the early church on the day of Pentecost after Jesus was ascended to heaven. And the, the Holy Spirit is given to the Christian to empower us to be able to do what he's called us to do and be who he's called us to be. Not only that, though, the Holy Spirit gives us power to battle against the patterns of this world that consumes our minds so that we would be transformed internally and externally that would renew our minds so that we begin to think on the mind and of Christ and the things of God and begin to experience the renewing of our mind. In this topic, in this theme, you know what, it's important to note that all of us have mental battles and struggles within our lives. You know, everybody struggles in this area. Even the strongest of us struggle. Some struggle more than others, more severely than others, but the truth is we all struggle. Now, mental health is and has become one of the, you know, key talking points in the world today, but do not conform to the patterns of this world. Talking about mental health is not good enough. In fact, it's not really going to do anything other than just simply talking about it. It's not going to help. But we need to be equipped through the Holy Spirit to take captive our thoughts, to fill our minds with the, the, the Word of God, and to begin to think as the as Christ Jesus thinks, and to be able to fill our minds and hearts with the Spirit of God in order so that we become more resilient to deal with what life throws at us and the battles of our mind, the battles in our mind. And you know what? The Lord has given us the greatest tools that we need, the tools that will equip us, that will resource us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Where are these tools found? I hear you ask, because I ask that same question. They're found in the life-giving Word of God. Our minds are transformed by the direction and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and by the life-giving Word of God, of preaching the Word of God, speaking the Word of God over our life. And my encouragement to you today is this, is that you can win the battle of your mind. If you just need to hear that, if you just need to grasp that, let that soak in, breathe that in. You can win the battle of your mind. You can overcome the thoughts that constantly condemn you, confuse you and your identity. You can experience freedom, peace and grace and mercy in your minds today. And for those of us who are struggling, who are battling, who are feeling like we're losing 
this war that rages against us. For those of us who may be feeling like, you know what, I've become a little bit lazy in this area. I've become indifferent about life. I've just put the car in neutral and I'm just sauntering through life. Not happy, not bad, but just nothing. For those of us who maybe we're doing well in this area of our life. We're, we're, we're actually thriving in this part of our life. I want to encourage you and embolden you, no matter what area or season of life that you are in, that you can win the battle of your mind through hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God today. That is how we can transform our minds through the renewing of our minds. Do you ever feel that your mind runs away with you at times? Do you ever feel that? I, I know right now, there are many of you here that your mind is running away. You're thinking about what's going to happen later on. You're thinking about the food that you're going to eat. You're thinking about maybe, will the sun come back? <laughs> will we ever see it again? I don't know what you're thinking, but all of us, we experience these things where you are bombarded with all-consuming thoughts in our minds every single day. In fact, researchers suggest that we all experience somewhere approximately 500 intrusive and unwanted thoughts a day. The average length in which one of these intrusive thoughts lasts is about 14 seconds. So that means, on average, can be more, can be less, that we each experience two hours of thoughts that we do not want. Two hours of thoughts that are overwhelming us to cause us to feel worthless, to feel shameful, to feel stressed, defeated, depressed, anxious, insecure. And, and they're often like, these thoughts are lies that come like a wave to distract us, to, to disrupt us, to take us off track in which the path in which God has called us on. And for, for me, I can experience these overwhelming thoughts when oftentimes, and there's certain areas in my life and certain times that it happens, where I can be overwhelmed with just all the responsibility that I have. You know, for, for me and my, my role as a leader, for me and my family, and I, I can begin believing the lie, you know what, I'm not able. I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I, I'm good for nothing. Or, or there can be times where I'm faced with a time of uncertainty, the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen next, and frustrated about where I think I should be, and I begin believing the lie, nothing is working the way I thought it would. This, this always happens. What's the point? You ever think those thoughts? These intrusive, unwanted thoughts that begin taking you off track and, and distracting you and disrupting you. It could also be maybe when I see others in my life, peers, uh, people I admire or aspire to be like, and I see them doing things or enjoying things or being at a certain place that I want to be in that place. What happens for me is I can believe the lie, I'm not good enough and I never will be. I'll not get to experience those things. Or I begin thinking, and it takes me off track, and what I'm enjoying and what I'm experiencing today, I completely lose sight of it because I'm so focused on other people and other things. All of us experience these thoughts. Do you, do you experience these thoughts? Do you find yourself believing these lies? Becoming overwhelmed responsibilities. Becoming so stressed out and where you think it should be. Coming so anxious and what you think it should do. All these thoughts that we have. And what happens is for me, and I can imagine happens for you, is it disrupts me from God's plan for my life. For his plan and purpose. It distracts me from what he's called me to do and where he's called me to go and who he's called me to be. You see, when I, I believe the lies of the enemy, 
it throws me off every area of my life. In fact, what happens for me, and this is my personal walk, and, and this could be the same for you, but it sucks the heart of gratefulness in which I had. Where I may have woken up that day and I'm so grateful for the bed that I'm in, for the home that I have, for the relationships that I'm with, for, for my children, for my wife, for my work. I'm, I'm grateful. Then something happens, an intrusive or unwanted thought comes in. I begin believing a lie. All of a sudden, I'm not grateful for anything. The gratefulness is gone. It's dead. And what happens is I begin believing it leads me on this journey and I begin coming to the conclusion as I believe the lie, I'm not a good person. I'm not a good man. I'm not a good dad. I'm not a loving husband. I'm not a caring friend. In fact, I'm a bad friend. I'm a poor leader. And this is what happens for me. In these, in these moments, what I go to, I become downcast. I become internally minded, I become quiet, I begin to isolate myself and begin to just completely suck myself back away from everyone else. And the battle distracts me from the present and enjoying what I have. And in these moments for me and for you, all of us, what we need to do is we need to take back control of our minds. We need to say, no, that is not true. That is not me. This is who God says I am. We need to forcefully remove the lies and replace them with the truth of God. We need to be able to silence those internal voices that's inside of us that we're listening to. And we need to hear the voice of God. We need to speak the voice of God over our life and the Word of God. And how do we do this? Well, to simply say, stop thinking that way. Well, that's more harmful than good, isn't it? Like, it's not really helpful. Stop doing that. Stop being that. Stop thinking that. Well, yeah, that, that's part of it. You know, that's part of it that I need to stop doing this and order that. But what we really need to focus on is start thinking this way. Start removing the lie from our mind and start thinking in a different way. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We become transformed by the renewing of our mind by replacing lies with truth. By replacing those thoughts that are intrusive and unwanted by the truth that's found in the Word of God. So therefore, how does this operate and happen. What I want to just give you three examples real quick before we get into this and begin to apply this to our life. But for example, if I was to share with you when, when for me, when I am feeling this way, and this may be you, when I'm feeling like my responsibilities are overwhelming me by the task that feels like it's getting longer by the minute, when it feels like the responsibility are weighing me down and the lie I believe is I'm not able. But what I need to do and what we need to do together is we need to stop thinking and stop absorbing and stop accepting this and begin to start believing the truth. To choose to believe that in Christ, according to his word, in Christ all things are possible. I can do all things through him who is my strength. I do not rely on self-sufficiency, but the sufficiency that's found in Jesus Christ. This is tough. But Jesus will give me what I need to find a way to work this out. It's believing the truth of God's word and speaking over our lives, speaking over our, our relationships, speaking over each other as a church and building each other up. 
When, secondly, when I'm faced with uncertainty, feeling out of control, believing the lie, this always happens to me. What's the point in working hard? What's the point in planning? What's the point in progressing forward? The truth I need to believe is the Lord has a plan, a purpose for my life. Plans to give me a hope and a future. My future may look bleak, but I believe that the best is yet to come for me, my family, and my future. This may be out of control, but my God is in control. This may be uncertain, but my certainty and my eternity is found in Jesus, my Lord, and my Savior. Maybe when I look around and I see others succeeding, I see my peers going ahead of me, I see others further on in their relationships, their careers, their experiences, and I both compare and compete with them, and I begin experiencing this, you know, this shadow of shame in my life, and I begin believing the lie, I'm not good enough and I never will be, I need to replace it with God's truth that the Lord will provide for me as his word says that those who obey my commands and follow me will be blessed. So therefore, I am blessed. I am favored. He will provide for me all my needs. He will give me my heart's desires. I will celebrate how God has blessed others. I will take joy in their gain rather than becoming selfish and full of envy. God has blessed me greatly and he will continue to bless me. Here's a challenge for you today. You cannot defeat what you can't define. You can't defeat what you can't define. You need to recognize the lies that we hear. We need to recognize by discerning and defining those lies so that we can stop, so that we can take them up from the root, remove the lies and replace them with the truth of God's word. Christianity, it's not about behavior modification. It's not about do's and don'ts, stop doing this, start doing this. No, that's not what we're saying here. Christianity is about life transformation. It's about experiencing continual life change. It's experiencing transformation by the renewing of our minds, by removing the lie at the root and replacing it with truth. That's what we're talking about here today. In our minds, when, when you look at psychology and psychotherapy and we begin studying the brain, and today we know more about the brain than we ever have before. Even in the last decade, we've learned more about the brain than we have in the last hundred years. And our minds are made up of what is called neural pathways, where our brain, what takes place in our brain, where from, from a young age where our, our brain, when we're born, becomes so malleable and formable, and yet as we mature into our older age, what happens is every time you have a thought, you're creating a new pattern or pathway of thought, almost like a mental trail in your mind. And every time I have that thought and I walk that trail, it's like the trail is becoming deeper and the crevices of that trail, the neural pathways become deeper and deeper where it's easier to think that thing because your experiences or your thoughts, they're wiring and programming your brain. And so our brain, this organ, what happens is you see all the different pathways, the neural pathways and crevices and mental trailways are created by me and you thinking certain thoughts, experiencing certain things and believing what either truth or lies. And the constant repetition of the same thought is creating this new um, pathway in our minds that becomes so natural to us in the way that we think. It forms our entire lives. The more we think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought. If, for example, if when we tried certain something and we failed, therefore, if I try again, 
I will fail. Therefore, what happens is you create this neural pathway that believes this thought that what it does is it begins to set the premise for truth and what we begin to believe is therefore I do not try this because I will fail. You see what I'm saying? We all do this to every area of our life. Maybe you grew up with a physical attribute such as a protruding nose or big ears or a scar that was visible. And once you heard someone say the comment or say something to you that you were maybe ugly because of this or you're not as pretty because of this. And so what happens is you think that thought every time you look in the mirror. Or you think that thought every time you see a certain picture of yourself. And what happens is that thought begins to form a neural pathway that you begin to believe the truth about. And then when you see you, all you believe is it becomes all you see. These thoughts become dominant thoughts. They become a belief in our mind. Which is great when we're thinking on truth, but it's completely disastrous and harmful and it breeds destruction in our life when we're believing the lies that is not true. And the good news is, and there is good news here, and this is what I want to talk about, is the good news is that God's word is powerful. The Holy Spirit can empower you to apply His Word, to live through His Word, not just to help you, but to transform you, to renew your mind. It's 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 and 4 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now this is interesting. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is a wrong pattern or pathway of thinking that's become a dominant thought and therefore something we believe. This is scriptural. This is biblical. How do we win the battle in our mind? Well, verse 5, 2 Corinthians says, we demolish arguments, strongholds, every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Why does this matter? Because every thought matters. And your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. If you think this about yourself, I am this way, well, what's going to happen? The thought is going to form a belief the belief is going to become true to us. This truth, which is actually a lie, is going to become a stronghold that holds us back from experiencing what God has for us. And what Scripture is saying here, identify the lie. Rip it up by the root and replace it with God's truth. When we think, and what we think determines who we become. If you could control what you think, what happens? You could control what you do. You can control who you become. You can control your very future. If you don't control what you think, you'll never be able to control what you do. For every action, every word that we say, every attitude that we have, it originates in our thoughts. So what do we focus on is the question. That's the question I have. What do we think on? Where do we focus on our minds? We're bombarded with intrusive thoughts. We're bombarded by advertisement. We're bombarded by the patterns of the world. We're all told that this is the way we should be and this is what we should do and this is the way we should think and this is the way we should think. What do we do? Well, 
in order to become the men and women and God has created us to be, we're going to look at Philippians 4 verse 8. And the context is this is written by the Apostle Paul. It's written in a time where he's taken captive for preaching the gospel, doing the very thing in which God has called him to do. So he's writing to the church in Philippi. And what we see is his body was captive, but his mind was free. Because he's not focusing on his surroundings. He's not focusing on his environments. He's not even focusing on what others say about him. He's focused on what Christ says about him. He's focusing on the word of God. Listen to verse 8. It says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He does not say think about the worst case scenario. Think about everything you could lose. Think about what everyone else said about you. Think about all of the shame and all of the guilt and all of the embarrassment. Think about what you hate. Think about what you're afraid of. Think about who you like or who you vote for or who you think you should be. All these things. Walk around. No. Don't think about any of these things. Discard them. They're worthless. Fix your mind on what is good. The New King James Version translates it this way. It says, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, many people, when they hear that word meditation, even mindfulness, they think that it originates from, you know, Eastern philosophy or Eastern uh, theology and religion like practices such as, as Buddhism. But we can see that throughout the Bible, many examples of godly men and women who are meditating on the things that are true and lovely and admirable and excellent. Meditating on the power of God's word. God said to Joshua, as he taken the mantle from Moses, getting ready to enter the promised land, he said in chapter 1, verse 8, he says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Remember we talked about change your language, change your life. Always on your lips, speaking the word of God. Meditate it on a day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Think on these things. Meditate on the word of God. Calm yourself down. Bring yourself to focus on God and his word. The psalmist said in Psalm 119.15, I meditate on your precepts, the words within the word, and consider your ways. In other words, I'm focusing my mind on God, on you and your truth. I'm training my mind to see your truth. Psalm 143, 5 says, I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. The definition of meditation is to engage in mental exercise. Guess what? It's hard work. It's exercise. It's to focus one's thoughts. Eastern meditation, it has a different focus. Mindfulness Today, worldly speaking, says to empty your mind and focus on nothing so that your body can come to a place of relaxation, calm, and peace. But Christian meditation is to focus your mind on what is good and on what is true. To focus your mind on the things of God. It's not about emptying your mind, but as Philippians 4 verse 8, it's to fix your mind and thoughts on what is true and honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, thinking about things that are excellent and worthy of 
pray. So how do we do this? Well, we're going to do a very simple exercise that I want to walk you through. I want this really to be applicable, to be practical. It, it, this is not about just us coming in and singing great songs and worshiping God and listening to a guy or girl speaking on a mic. No, this is about applying God's Word, living it out so that we can see life change. That's what we want to do. We want to challenge you towards life change. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the laziness in which you've adapted. Do not conform to being comfortable. This is the way I am and this is the way I always be. No, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Repent. Confess. I've been doing it the wrong way. God, help me to do it the right way. This is what we want to do is create new Neural pathways with the purpose of removing the lies with beliefs and focus on God's truth found in His Word. So we're going to ask two questions. What we're going to do is we're going to practice fixing our minds on what is true, focusing on truths, and meditating on it daily. Firstly, the question is this. What stronghold is holding you back? What stronghold is holding you back? Now, we all have multiple strongholds. I want to... What primary stronghold? If you were to choose one, what it can be a negative pattern of thinking or mindset that's holding you back from experiencing life and all that God has for you. Uh, some of you, it could be a lie you believe where maybe because you grew up in a, in a household that struggled with finances, you think, I'll always be in lack. I'll always be in debt. I'll never have enough. And so therefore you adopt a poverty mentality and live by the truth that we'll never have enough. And that is a lie. Because God's your provider. And he can provide all your needs. Or you might think, I've tried for three years now and I can't overcome this addiction. I can't overcome this bad habit. I'm never going to be able to overcome this. That's a stronghold. That's a lie. Or you might think, I'll never be healthy. I'll always be this weight. You see, my family, uh, the family that I grew up in and my genetics or the way we were is that we were always unhealthy, therefore I'll never be healthy. Or we, my family never went to college. We're not smart, therefore I'll never go to college. I'll never grow beyond this place. I've tried to get close to God. I've tried to read the Bible. I've tried to pray. I've tried to meditate. Five seconds in, my mind wanders away. I'll never be able to get close to God. That's a lie. That's a stronghold. I work so hard to get ahead, but no matter what I do, I'll never have a meaningful job. I'm always going to do something stupid and beneath me. That's a stronghold. Or I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to be able to find someone who I love. I'm always going to be alone. What's the dominant stronghold that's holding you back? What is the place in your life and in your mind where the enemy has trained you through the neural pathway, the mental pathway to believe something that's not true about you? That's the first thing. Identify, discern, and define the lie, the stronghold. Secondly is this. What scriptural truth from God demolishes that stronghold? It rips it apart. Remember, it's about removing those lies by ripping them up from the root and replacing them with God's truth. It's not just the truth. Like, you are good. Okay, that might be true, but it's a truth that is empowered by God's Word and it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Powerful enough to bring transformation through the Word to renew your mind. 
So here, here's what I want you to do. And this is, again, it's a mental exercise. This is hard work. Hey, this is not about you just coming to church and leave and going from here. We want to help you. We want to guide you. So therefore, get to work. Lean in. Apply this. And what I want you to do is write out some very specific truth according to God's word that demolishes the stronghold in your life. And I'm going to bring you through and help you with this. But I want to encourage you, don't just like write a sentence, but write maybe a paragraph or write something that you can confess, you can speak it out, you can speak God's word and you can meditate on it daily as God said to Joshua 1.8. This is something that you can think about where it creates emotional energy within you that's specific to you. If I just say a truth and a verse and a scripture to you, but but it doesn't have any relation to you and, and your, what you're walking through in the season, the stronghold that you have. It's not going to really mean anything to you. But if I say to you something that's specific to you, and I want to give you an example for me personally, I experienced this recently. I'm speaking, and this is why I want to preach on this subject, and is because I've had to apply this to me. I've had to come to a place where I've experienced spiritual attack, and I've also experienced some unhealthy thinking. And there's some times where I can be able to identify the, the attack of the enemy. And I've had to identify the attack of Sean Booth and what I've allowed to think and to adopt and to think unhealthily. So we all do this. And for me recently, I experienced this where someone spoke a lie over me that questioned my identity questioned my leadership, questioned my decision-making, questioned my direction, and questioned my confidence. And slowly what began to happen is this lie began to rot away at every area of my life. It began to slowly dismantle my self-esteem. You know what, that, that I'm able to do this. And what happened is it became a stronghold in my life for some time, and it completely overwhelmed every area of my life. It began to completely take away my confidence and cause me to be insecure. And what I had to do is I, I needed to find help. Because I realized I'm not strong enough to do this on my own. So therefore, I sought wise counsel. And here's what they said. Something really that was powerful to me, that was so simple. Words that I preached to say, you need to firstly take up the shield of faith. Take up the shield of faith that quenches the arrows of the evil one. Because guess what, Sean? These words are lies. They're lies of the evil one. Now, is this person who spoke them evil? No, not whatsoever. But the, the lies that they spoke were death over me, over my mind, over my life. And I need to understand that the enemy will use them for my harm, will use them for his good. Therefore, I need to quench them with the shield of faith, believing that this is a lie. Secondly, not only was it take up the shield of faith, but to wrap myself in the belt of truth. And God's word, believing the truth and who he has created me and called me to be. Thirdly, I need to use the sword of the spirit. I need to use God's word. I need to speak over my life. So I, I chose to speak over my life. I am called and anointed for this. I am call, called and anointed by God to be a leader of my family, of my church, of my home, of my team. So therefore, this is my decision. And I have heard from God. I have heard from the Holy Spirit. I have sensed his discernment. This is where we're going. You know what that did? It demolished the stronghold and it, it replaced it with God's word and his truth. And it re renewed my mind. 
It removed the stronghold and renewed this neural pathway. So I want to give you some examples. You think about your own life. You think about the lies that were spoken over you. You think about the experiences that you had. You think about recently the strongholds that are just holding you back where it's welling up inside of you. And it may be coming out in the form of anxiety and depression. We're not talking about these subjects. We're talking about what's at the root of these areas. And so I want to give you some examples and then take some time to write out or type out on your phone the scriptural truth that demolishes your stronghold. Then you begin to think about it, meditate on it, begin to believe it, and allow God to renew your mind. It's what is it doing? It's creating new neural pathways which God is renewing our mind with truth. For me, this particular stronghold that was spoken over my life and I began to believe is truth, it took some time to root it out. And honestly, I often fall back into it. For some people, it can take a moment. Others, it can take a day or a week or a month or years, depending on the level of damage it's caused in you and the impact that it's made on your life. So I want to give you some examples of certain strongholds and scriptural truths to set you off um, and to begin thinking about this and getting the, the juices flowing and thinking about what this is for you. So, for instance, you might be struggling to know God's will in your life. You know, his voice, his direction, the decision that you need to make. And so you're going to create a statement that could be something like this. My life belongs to God. Daily I seek him and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice and he leads me to his perfect will. Very simple. Very scriptural. Very biblical. Something you can say daily. You can say daily over and over and over again. My life belongs to God. I seek him daily. And, and daily he directs my steps. I know his voice. He leads me to his perfect will. So write it out. Confess it until you believe it. Write it out. Meditate it. Think on it. Begin to speak about it according to the truth. And God's renewing your mind. A fear of lack of money could be one for you. The truth will be money is not and never will be a problem for me. My God is an abundant provider who meets my every need. Because I'm blessed, I'll always be a blessing. I will lead the way with generosity. Because I know it's truly more blessed to give than to receive. It might be lacking confidence. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone. Because His Spirit lives within me, I can do everything that He calls me to do. All of us can take this one. Fighting lustful thoughts. Believing the truth, I'm not a slave to lustful thoughts because God has purified my mind. I will honor him with my eyes and my thoughts. My God is faithful even if I'm tempted. He will always give me a way out. Maybe finding comfort in alcohol or, or food or other areas. When I'm stressed, I turn to God and not alcohol. I come to Jesus because he is what I need. In him, I find strength and comfort. Can you imagine how powerful that would be every single day, multiple times a day, speaking this over your life, meditating on this truth, believing in this about yourself, and what happens begins to change you. Battling worry. Hey, how many of us do this? Because of Christ, I'm not anxious about anything. I cast my cares on God because He cares for me. I have the peace of God dwelling in my heart and ruling my mind. So I want to encourage you, write it out. Think about it. Confess it until you believe it. Why does this matter? Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you don't control what you think, you won't control what you do. But you can overcome and will win the battle of your mind. How? 
by meditating on the truth of God, identifying what mental stronghold is holding you back, identify the truth that completely set you free, fix your mind on what is true and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Meditate on such things and focus your mind on the truth. Well, maybe you're thinking as I finish, I don't know where to start. I know my strongholds, but I don't know how to use these scriptural truths. I want you to encourage you, begin with one. Don't start with ten. Begin with one. Write it out. When I started doing this, I wrote these out on the note. I snapshotted it and I put it as my screensaver for a full year until I began to believe it. And every day I would look at it 23 times a day, whatever it was, 52 times a day. I would read it. I'm called. I'm chosen. I'm anointed. Whatever it is according to what scriptural truth. And I begin to believe it. Write a, a post note in your mirror every day that you see it. Rather than looking at the person in which looks back at you and seeing the insecurities and inadequacies and all the comments that you thought about yourself. And therefore when you see it, you believe it. Why don't we look at the post-it note on your, on your counter or on your mirror that says the truth of God over your life. I want you to declare truth over your life. Encourage you to receive them. Believe them and fix your mind on them. So as we finish, I want to speak God's word over you. So maybe you want to close your eyes and absorb this. Maybe you want to read the words that's on the screen beneath me. But I want you to hear these words. I want you to believe them about yourself. Hear God's word. May it demolish the strongholds. And may it build up within you the confidence that God wants you to have. Hey, listen to this. You are strong and mighty. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwelling inside of you. You are a weapon of righteousness in a world of darkness. You are not your past. You are not what you did. You are who God says you are. He says you are forgiven. He says you are redeemed. He says you are free. You are not a hostage to your unhealthy thoughts. The weapons you fight with are not the weapons of this world. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. You have the mind of Christ directing your thoughts. You have the word of God directing your steps. Worry is not your master. You trust in God. His peace guards your heart, guards your mind, guards your soul in Christ Jesus. Your God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The Lord is your helper. You will not be afraid. You are not a slave to your habits. You are not a prisoner to your addictions. You've been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God's light. Your God will bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Not death, not demons, not the present, nor the past. No power on earth will ever separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Here's the truth. Most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. And here's the good news. The battle rages on every day. But you have won the war in Christ Jesus. 
He is your victory. He is your victor. And you will win the battle if you focus on him. Lord, I thank you for our church. I thank you for each person, each man, each woman. Right now, on this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, will you fill us with your Holy Spirit? Will you empower us to believe your truth? Will you demolish the strongholds by ripping them, these lies out from the root and replace them with the truth of God? In Jesus' name, amen.